Have you ever felt like there isn't enough time in the day or like you don't have time to take care of your well-being and build your dream? Or maybe you felt like it's impossible for you to go to work and still build that business that you envision at the same time. Well, so have we. And this is why we decided to make this podcast. This podcast is not just for PTs, OTs, MDs, or RNs. It's for everyone in healthcare. Our mission is to inspire you to make healthcare a better place and to build your business or brand through stories and real-life examples of some of the top leaders and entrepreneurs in healthcare. There's no better time than now. Welcome to Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. As usual, I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Bourne. I'm joined by my main man, Paulo Chang. Paul, say what's up to the people. What's up, fam? Hello, people. How y'all doing? Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. It's a beautiful, warm, sunny, wonderful day in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, honestly. I uh, just want to take a moment, first of all, to before we introduce our phenomenal guest by the way just take a moment just to thank y'all for tuning in every week really appreciate it you know like it's it's a little weird to me that y'all still choose to come and listen to a couple of weird folk that are just chatting about business but hey uh, we appreciate it we're doing what we can to help y'all and um, as we move forward we'll continue to bring the best and the brightest to you so that you yourself as a healthcare entrepreneur can advance and grow so without further ado our guest today is the one and only Dr. Javier Carlin. I hope I said your name correctly. Perfect. Oh, I'm a linguistic, you know. <laughs> I'm <a> professional. <laughs> Dr. Javier Carlin, who is based in Largo, Florida, the one and only. Like the thing that's great about Javi is that he's actually like our age. And so I think with a lot of guests that we bring, they've either been like deep into their profession and it's it's really, I mean, as great as that is, it's actually kind of sweet to see somebody that's like in our arena where we are killing it and crushing it and leading the charge because there's not many people that are as committed as Javi is to his craft. They're not as committed as Javi is to what he wants to get done. And like they haven't accomplished as much as Javi has at this point in his life. So now that I've hyped you up to the listeners and they are tuned in, let us know a little bit about yourself, man. Where are you from? What do you do? How do you do it? And what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that kind introduction. As Paul and Carl said, my name is Javier Carlin. I'm a physical therapist. I was originally, I was born in Puerto Rico, raised in Miami since I was two years old. And then about a year and a half ago, I think almost two years now, I moved to the Tampa Bay area. But I am a physical therapist. I've been a PT now for uh, close to two and a half years, which is absolutely wild to think that it's been two and a half years already since uh, graduating and getting my license from FIU. So I went over, I went to PT school over in Miami, Florida at um, FIU, so Florida International University. And uh, since then, it, it's been a roller coaster of a journey and it's been absolutely amazing. Every single moment of it uh, from, you know, the ups and downs, everything that I've been through uh, has been, has been a lot of fun, a lot of learning, a lot of growth. So um very quickly, I'm not sure how much you want me to tell about my story, but um, early on, you know, in, in PT school, I had a few experiences uh, throughout my clinicals um, that I was not expecting to have. You know, you go into, 
into school, you're, you're, you're excited, you're motivated, you're ready to get going, you're ready to become a healthcare professional PT in, in my case. And um, I had this certain idea of, of what I wanted my life to look like. And um, it turns out it was <laughs> my life uh, right now and, and what I envision for myself and my future is completely different than I would have thought, you know, even, even three years ago now. So during my clinical internships, I had a few experiences with, with uh, professors, with uh, my clinical instructors, with the people I was working uh, around uh, during those internships. And I started to question a lot of what was going on around me. And I started to have doubts in what I was doing. And not for the actual profession, because I love what I do as a physical therapist. And I love the ability that we have to, to help people and truly help them with, with their you know, physical injuries, but also their mental and emotional states, because all of it ties in so, so much. But, you know, during that time, I did notice a lot of, of frustration, burnout, overwhelm uh, within the, the healthcare uh, system and, and the model. And I was, to be honest, a little freaked out because I was, you know, just diving into it. I'm like, I'm putting a lot of money into this, uh, <laughs> into this education uh, and a lot of time and energy that I'm not going to get back. So I started to, you know, reach out to people who were doing things a little bit different at the time, because to be honest, a lot of my friends were, you know, you know how it is in school. You're just like so into the books that you don't, you know, you, you have these experiences, but you're, you're like, oh, you know, things can't be that bad. And you just keep on plowing through. But it happened time and time again. So I, because of that, I started to look outside of my circle at that time. And I started to realize that, um, you know, <laughs> I remember listening to this quote by, by Greg Todd, obviously uh, our mentor, um, that said, don't follow the herd for they will lead you straight to the slaughterhouse. And I was like, man, that's pretty intense, right? But, but it was so true. And I was like, if I continue to do everything that I'm doing now, which is what everyone else is doing, and I follow that same path, then I'm going to end up like everyone else is feeling right now. And I, I just couldn't have that happen for me in my life. So I started to make a few different decisions, um, you know, still did really well in school and did everything I had to do to take care of the people that I was taking care of throughout my clinical internships. Um, but I, I did start to uh, venture out into other avenues as I was, you know, learning more about, about physical therapy and developing those skills within, within that, that field. So anything else you want to know? <laughs> There's a lot more. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you, you could have kept going on like, man, this dude's doing the whole podcast for us. All right. But <laughs> no, actually, you know, I want to, kind of point out you know before we started recording for the listeners Javi had mentioned something about when you realize at some point when you need to start making a pivot in the shift and you know listening to what you just said like you realize at some point you wanted to do what you wanted to do but just not the same way everybody was doing it like not the way that essentially it was being taught and like just I, I don't want to use the because I'll sound like a conspiracy theorist but I don't you're just being like force-fed this way of like practicing and being a clinician and that's what it is and so how did you then decide to like choose entrepreneurship because obviously I know your story Connor's your story but like for the ones that don't understand and know your story like because you grew up in a family of entrepreneurship right but yet you were like I don't know if that's going to be for me so kind of explain that a little bit if you don't mind yeah, absolutely. So growing up, my immigrant family, my, my dad's side's all Mexican, my mom's side's all Cuban. So they, they actually, my parents met in Puerto Rico and we moved to Miami, like I was saying. But when I was about nine, 10, they, they started their own business. They started a dry cleaning business. It was called One Price Dry Cleaning. And they did really, really well. They got to the point where they were actually bringing in a, about 100K a month. 
from a dry cleaner. It's insane, right? And just even thinking about it, I'm like, what? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> a month? Yes. Like, oh, yes. Gotta get, things got to get dry cleaned. <laughs> seriously, seriously. It was, it was my, and, and I didn't know anything at the time, right? I just knew that I would go into my parents' bedroom and, you know, things were different back then. So we had, you know, you would hold on to a lot of cash and I would, you know, come into the room and you see like all this money everywhere, all over the mattress. And I'm like, this is awesome. I don't know what's going on, but this is great. Right. So, <laughs> so, so like looking back at that, those few, few years of my life when I was, you know, 10, 11, back in, I believe, uh, fifth grade going into middle school, those were the best years of my life because I just remember, you know, spending more time with my family, more time with my parents, going out on, on trips to Cancun where we would literally take our whole family and be out there for a couple of weeks. And that would happen multiple times in a year and, and things were going great. Right. So what happened though, I, I believe it was in the early two thousands when the recession hit and they, you know, having that background and, and not and no knowledge about how to actually manage your finances, which is super important. They ended up losing everything. They, you know, the, the economy tanked, their business started to go downhill and they didn't have, uh, they didn't have savings accounts. They were just blowing money, right? You know, they, they were young. They were actually, I believe at the time in their mid thirties and they were just, you know, splurging, buying a nice house, a car, you know, dirt bike for myself. My dad bought a motorcycle. He bought a boat. It was, it was, you know, it was a party. So <laughs> they, they basically lost, lost it all. And, um, they ended up getting divorced, which is, you know, the number one reason for divorce, at least in this country is, is finances. So, you know, that, and I say that backstory because that actually led a lot of the decisions that I made in my life, uh, that they were because of that without me even knowing it. And in my mind, now looking back at it and reflecting back on it, you know, being successful and having a, a, a happy and successful family life, um, just, you couldn't have both of them at the same time, right? It just, it just wasn't in my mind, at least because of my past experiences that you were just weren't able to do it, uh, because of what had, what had happened to my parents. So that's the backstory of, of why I didn't want to become an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> and, and why I wanted to go into PT school because of the security, right? You know, uh, top 10 jobs in the country, uh, the, the projections for, uh, for employment or through the roof and you make a decent salary. So I did go that down that path because of that. One of the reasons was because of that. And, you know, while in PT school, a lot of the things that I was trying to avoid from, you know, following in my, in my parents' footsteps was all the things that I was now seeing my, my CIs and, and the people around me uh, who were in the profession struggling with as well. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is not what I signed up for, right? I was doing all of this to avoid that. And that's when, you know, I started searching for answers. And of course, again, I'll mention Greg Todd because he really was the one that opened my eyes. As I started to listen more to him and his podcast and his message, he, he, he was showing us through, through his message that you could have both. And I had a lot of internal conflict in the beginning because I was like, well, that's not what I experienced, right? And I, I had I had a lot of a lot of that internal conflict, and I had to you know really think about um, about my life and what I wanted, and also whether what he was saying was true or not. But the more I listened to him, the more I saw what he was putting out there into the world, the more I realized that he was absolutely right. So uh, because of that, I started asking him questions. I started you know following him more, and uh, it made it made that complete shift in my mind of what I thought was true uh, and what was actually truth. And, and the fact was that my parents just didn't have, they, they had, a, they had achieved a certain level of success at that time, but they just did, didn't evolve. And 
they didn't have knowledge that was out there for other people where they could have had both. So, so that's basically what, what's led me on this journey of entrepreneurship, where now I see that the only way to actually attain security and freedom, true freedom is to become an entrepreneur and a success, a successful one, right? Uh, Cause there's a big difference. <laughs> and difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Let me ask a car you can hop into. So let me ask this. So seeing how that kind of cultivated your life view and what you wanted out of this entrepreneurship, because honestly, like a lot of people even want to call themselves entrepreneurs. A lot of people want to have that tag. And like, that's one of the things we constantly say on this podcast. It really sucks to have just to do it, just to have that tag. Like I'm an entrepreneur. It really sucks because it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're basically, how did Damon John say it? He said, like, you're working 80 hours a week, so you don't have to go work 40. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's a really sucky thing. But once you get into the groove and you put in the time, you know, being the greatest equalizer, you find a way to become successful. And that's when you start to have the sweet things. Like, Greg is basically shown, you know, for me, I was in the same boat where I knew, like, okay, I definitely want what I'm seeing. But it's really hard to even make that adjustment to go into it because like coming into it coming to Jamaica was such a hard decision for me. Right. Because I understood like I was leaving in the middle of like a semester. I had a physics exam the next morning. Like I got back at 3 AM and I had a physics exam at nine and I knew like me going was such a ridiculous idea, but I started to put myself in this position where I'm like, well, what Greg has shown us, like if I just do this now, we're going to have the life we want. We're going to have, the success and the family. And, you know, that's a driving force for me where I continually try to be like, how can I build a future where I'll have all of that? Cause that's something just like you, I didn't have that as a kid. My parents were always working and we didn't get to spend it. So like most of my childhood memories are like with my siblings, you know, we're just hanging out, making it by, you know, doing stuff like getting in trouble, but whatever. <laughs> so what, what I really want to hit here for you then is how has that like, kind of like, we can kind of see how it's shaped your life view and how it's shaped, you know, why you even like got into PT, but how has that changed for you? Because now like, I don't know if you want to kind of plug life coaching, um, but you know, you started kind of switching even your avenue where you, you do have the clinic, right? So for y'all that don't know, Javi didn't share this, but he has his own practicing clinic. And first of all, I just want to mention like at the point where you've been practicing for how long, two years? Yeah, two and a half years. Two and a half years? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of rare for people at your position to even be in that position, first of all, right? Because in PT school, what are, you, what are you told? Like, you got to wait for how long? You got to get what? Experience? And Experience, all, 10 all, years, all, your OCS, yeah. all that good stuff. All that good stuff. <laughs> so you've you already done that. you already hit, like, a point in your career where a lot of people take some like a decade or so to even get. But then on top of that, you decided to take something even on, something much greater than just practicing physical therapy much very like you're trying to change people's lives so how did you get to that point where you needed to make that pivot right because i'm not talking about changing people's lives like oh you can have this life like you're literally trying to like rewire people's habits and like daily existence so that they can like have what you have and they can work towards what you have to this point and they can have it right so how did you even get to that point to like even realize i need to be doing this like this is my life purpose man that's a great question so to backtrack a little bit, yeah, so I forgot to mention that part. I I did, you know, as I was learning more about business and marketing, once I made that transition in my third year PT school, um, I, I dove into it for several months before getting into my final internship. 
And I, because of what I had learned, I was, uh, I was persistent and I had been very passionate about, about what I was learning at the time when it came to business and marketing that I basically, you know, forced <laughs> the, the owner of the practice that I was interning at to uh, not just hire me after the internship, but also let me work on her business as I was a student. Um, and initially it, you know, it took a little bit of time to get to that point because she was just like, what do you know? You're, you know, she didn't say it, but I can feel I am good at reading people. So that's what she was thinking, right? What do you know as a student? But we, a conversation that was supposed to be 10 minutes at Starbucks led to a conversation that was two hours and, uh, led to me, you know, actually practicing as a PT in her clinic for 25, 30 hours a week, and then working on her business the rest of the time. So shortly after that, I did get hired. And then a few months after that, while still working full-time, I started my own cash-based um, mobile practice, uh, seeing you know, several patients a week. And I did that for several months before moving to Tampa Bay and, and uh, partnering with, with Greg, actually, to, co to start up and, uh, uh, and build the, the third clinic uh, with Renewal Rehab. So that's been amazing. Uh, so you know, during that, that, that span of time, I did start to realize that a lot of the, the conversations that I was having with with you know patients um and not only patients but with other healthcare professionals like patients come in with with their physical ailments of course uh, they want to start feeling better they want to be pain-free but a lot of what was holding them back from um actually reaching their goals and sticking with the program wasn't even didn't even have anything to do with what they came in for sometimes they were like you know i've had this for about 10 over 10 years and it really hasn't uh you know i've, I've just learned to live with it and and as we dove in deeper you know i i came to realize that those those things that they just came to terms with were actually affecting uh, their lives at a much greater level than they even they even knew, right? So bringing that to their awareness was one thing, but it wasn't even what they weren't able to do physically, but what they what they weren't able to do with these other areas of life when it came to their career, their relationships, you know, their finances, their spiritual growth, whatever the case may may have been for that specific person. So a lot of these limitations that they were uh, having coming in that were not allowing them to, you know, get better physically, were also restricting them from reaching their unlimited potential in other areas of life. And, you know, as healthcare professionals, a beautiful thing is that we spend, uh, and specifically, I believe in uh, rehab professionals, we spend the most time with our patients, right? So you're able to learn a lot about, you know, the person at a much deeper level than I, I feel other, you know, other careers that are out there. So, you know, in learning that, I really started to to notice what holds people back from, you know, the, the things that they want to achieve and just living a happy and fulfilling life. So as I started to dive in deeper into that, you know, I started to question a lot of things. I started to ask better questions uh, to my to my patients. And I realized that about a year ago, when I, I started doing coaching for healthcare professionals, I was like, man, like a lot of my patients could actually use the coaching that I'm that I'm currently doing for healthcare professionals, because once, you know, it's it's crazy. Like one, once you build certain habits in one area of your life, it also transfers over to other areas of your life and you just become better overall. So as I, as I started to learn more about that, you know, I, I went to a seminar on life coaching about a year ago and I was like, man, I'm kind of already doing this. And as healthcare professionals, we're already kind of doing this. There are a few, a few tweaks that we can make and we can actually implement it into what we're already doing with our patients. Um, so, so I dove into that a lot more. I started seeing the, the correlations between both, uh, you know, both types of coaching, whether it was career coaching or health coaching with our patients. And I'm like, man, if we crack the code on this, like our patients will get so much better results and results that, that are past, you know, the physical health results that we're getting them like, but like just life, because 
man, it's everything, everything's interconnected, whether, you know, we, we see it or not, it, it is. So that's, that's, that's basically what's, what's, you know, what, what I'm feeling is, is what I'm being pulled towards at this point is teaching healthcare professionals how to, you know, incorporate life coaching into their practice. Or, you know, sometimes what I'm finding too, is that uh, they're, they're starting these uh, side hustles as life coaches, right. Or sometimes full on businesses as well. So um, it's been really neat to see uh, the impact that that can have on someone's life. And, and that's, that's basically where I'm at now. I'm still running, you know, running and building the private practice, of course, but I'm also starting to uh, dive into more into, into the teaching of, of, of life coaching for healthcare professionals. So it's been pretty, pretty amazing so far. Wow, Javi. So let's let's backtrack a little bit because I think that this is so incredible to talk about the life coaching aspect of it. Just because for for me right now, as I'm in school, there's a class I'm taking this term, which is MSK2 or Ortho2. And my professor for that class actually is a psychology major. So for about the first two or three weeks of school, we didn't put our hands on each other. Like he was just going through like different psychological components of it, biopsychosocial model and stuff like that. And it really, it, it really makes you realize like it doesn't matter how much we put our hands on our patients or how good your manipulations are. It like none of that matters. Your manual therapy, if you can't appeal to that, that psychological aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And it, it really made me get a, a, a deeper appreciation for that component of physical therapy because I never really stopped to think if you can solve that aspect, the physical aspect, that'll be, that'll be easy. But I think it's difficult trying to figure out how to break down that, that mental barrier, you know, with, with patients and, and trying to figure out, okay, psychologically how can i how can i get inside their 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 mind to to help change their perspective on pain or change their perspective on what they're going through or physical therapy and i think that that's something that you realized early on you know that that kind of drew you into the life coaching and one thing that i kind of want to hit on because something that i see a lot as well at my school is that there are there are students, more students are starting to become aware of the fact that like, yeah, we're going to get out, we're going to graduate, we're going to have a, a decent salary, and we're going to have job stability, but we're still going to have six figures worth of debt that we have to pay off. And mm-hmm. so a lot more students are trying to figure out, you know, okay, how can I, how can I kind of like work and still be able to pay off my loans, like what, what is out there, you know, they're looking for, for different alternatives. And so I kind of, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, tell me how, how do you think now as a student, especially because like for you, you know, out the gate, you were just like doing phenomenal things, you know, like being able to be director of a clinic so fast is something that is abnormal you know like for most students they think I gotta be working for five ten plus years before I even get there so how do you think now as a student if that's something that you want to do 
as well as branching off into the life coaching, how do you think you can start branding yourself now to be able to graduate and transition into something like that at a faster rate? That's a beautiful question because I didn't even think about how this could be beneficial for students. But now that you mention it, the beautiful, the be- beautiful thing about coaching in general is that, you know, life coaching, there are no regulations. There are no licenses that you need. You don't technically need any certifications. I would recommend, you know, looking into some because you still want the knowledge and you want to figure out exactly the process that you have to take someone through. But health coaching specifically for physical therapy students could be something that is extremely valuable. And I say that because when it comes to when it comes to coaching, most people may not know this, but you're not necessarily a consultant. You're not giving people how to advice. You're empowering people to, you know, think on their own uh, by asking thought provoking questions that allow them to come to their own answers. A lot of us know what we have to do, but we just either need confirmation or someone to, you know, kick us in the butt and be like, hey, yeah, you're right. Just come on, go do it. Right. So it's a lot of those mental barriers that you were talking about. And a lot of it comes down to belief and we can talk about belief all day, but (laughs) about what, you know, what's possible, what's not possible and the belief systems that we have from our past experiences. But coaching is all about empowering other people so that they're able to, once they finish with the coaching process, able to go through life on their own, right. And, and really learn to, to trust themselves. So when it comes to health coaching, because there are no regulations and, and you don't, you know, you're not regulated by any government bodies or anything like governing bodies or anything like that. Um, that's something that, you know, PT students could definitely start looking into now. And obviously, because you are, you know, learning about health as you're going through it, it definitely does help you in that sense. But that's something that you can definitely, you know, uh, start early on as a PT student first year. I mean, people are health coaches who don't even go through PT school. So how much better of a health coach would you be as you're going through, through, you know, schooling? So, so that, that's a great point. And now when it comes to the, you know, the coaching aspect, there's two parts to it, right? It's learning how to actually do it and take someone, you know, through that journey uh, and get them results. And there's also the other side, which is, well, how do I actually get people to, to serve, right? So for any PT students who are now thinking about potentially, you know, going that route, it's, it's understanding those two components and you, you still technically have to, you know, start your own side hustle and business uh, to get those clients. So that's definitely something that I would recommend for any PT students who are out there because it aligns so easily with what you're already doing and you're technically not regulated by anything or anyone. So that's also very nice. <laughs> so let's say, let's say like right now we have students that are listening mm-hmm. and they're like, I, I really, I really like the whole life coaching thing. Like this is something I definitely would love to do what do you think would be the first step they would have to take in order to start moving in that direction? Because I think, I think there's another aspect of it as well, Javi, that, that we haven't really talked about, which is the personal development side. Yes. And I think the three of us can agree on the fact that for us, like wanting to do all the amazing things that we want to do, personal development was a, a very key element of that. And I think that's something that a lot of people are not familiar with and that is very underrated. So talk to me a little bit about how you think people can start using personal development in order to move them in the right direction to, you know, start being a life coach or also to, you know, start their own business or start branding themselves. Just to start being a better person overall. Like, 
Mm. Personal personal development is is the key to everything, and and you know a prerequisite for success in er, any area of your life. You know, it doesn't even have to be business or your career, but uh, relationships, you know, finances, family, uh, spiritual. It, it's it always comes down to you and your mindset um, about everything. So you know, personal development is is one of those things that I believe every single person who just wants to be a better person who wants to, you know, be become better overall as a human needs to dive into. And I, I believe that it plays a, a massive role into, into everything that we do. Cause you know, there are, we th- throughout life, we do have challenges and there are roadblocks and there are things that, that we're, we're fearful of. And, and, you know, personal development, I, I believe is a combination of listening to people's other people's stories who have persevered and gone through their own challenges, but have, you know, come out on the other side and achieve, achieve great success. So it's, a, it's a part of that. And it's also, it's also, it's also a part of, uh, you know, understanding yourself and, and the past experiences that you've had. And also kind of like what we talked about earlier on, you know, understanding and looking back at why I did the things that I did and why those things were limiting me from reaching my true potential. But I wouldn't have been able to realize that if it wasn't for personal development. And personal development is exactly what it says, is looking into yourself as a person and developing yourself to become even better than you already are. So we all have this greatness within us already. It's all about extracting that and, and unleashing that, that potential that, that we all have. To be honest, I haven't always been very, very spiritual, you know, growing up, but Lately, I've been diving into it a lot more and whether, you know, whether you're religious or not, you know, looking at at God and what he tells us about himself first is that he's a creator and he's made us in in his image. So that means that we're all creators as well. So, so that's basically what we're here on this earth to do is to create and produce. Um, But unfortunately, uh, what we're being trained to do by, by (laughs) the current culture that we're in right? The government and we can dive so much deeper into all that, but we're trained to be consumers and we're, we're consuming, you know, left and right. And everything that's around us um, is, is forcing us to be, to have this consumer mindset where all we're doing is taking and taking and taking and taking and taking. And so many of us uh, haven't been able to create, and that's what we're, what we're made to do. So personal development allows you to, to, to come to that realization at some point in your life. And when you're in creation mode, that's when you feel this, this power and you feel this energy on a daily basis. And that's where you're able to work 80 hours a week and you don't care because you're having so much fun doing it. And you know that you're giving and providing value to others. And that's what personal development at some point allows you to feel and do. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm such a big proponent of it, whether again, it's, it's for life coaching, for PT, I mean, for anything that you do, personal de- development is a prerequisite for success. So highly believe in it. <laughs> that was a lot that was a lot (laughs) no no you're good you're good you're good (laughs) man you coached us on this episode right (laughs) no honestly you're right like even with like this consumer mindset that a lot of us are forced into we don't even realize the capability or the potential that we ourselves have and I think that's why, like, what you're doing is really sweet, you know, above, like, everything else. Like, every time I see you hop on to teach or even in the, you know what's crazy? Have you did a whole series of recordings and then gave it to us for free? Just think about <laughs> that. Like, it, it blew, I saw it pop in my emails, like, wow, this dude is a giver. But you're absolutely right. Like, it's through that creation process where you just start to find, like, how does Chanel say, your highest self. 
and yes. you you start to like as soon as you start to ascend to that version of you that becomes a version of you that like really is out there crushing it really is out there inspiring really is out there doing what you're meant to do and like to live in your purpose but a lot of us you know don't even get the opportunity I, I say it constantly like for me one of my biggest fears is like if I'll get to like the gates of heaven and then God's like hey this is the version of you you could have been hmm. that that really scares me because and it's what actually keeps me pushing to try and figure out like what can I do to ascend and like continually find a way to be the best version of myself because mm-hmm. if if I don't live on my life on this earth in my purpose, man, like, then what was I doing? You know, just taking, taking, taking and giving once in a while. Like, it really can't be like that, man. So I appreciate you just, like, bringing that aspect of it out, too, because not a lot of people even take time to think about that. Because, you yeah. know, we're, we're all destined to be creators. Like, and at some point, <laughs> that's what Earth was. Like, everybody was creating, trying to make things better. If there's nothing else, do you want to add anything else on, Carl? Because I was going to um, say the teaching podcast, but he already taught. No man, I, I think I think one thing that I that I do want to say, uh, and I'm I'm so glad we have you on here, Javi. Javi is is really you, you're right, Paul. When you said he's a giver, like he oh, yeah. is he is a giver. For those of you who don't know, about a year ago, matter of fact, about a year and a half ago, when I was just starting to apply to PT school, Javi was one of the people that I was in constant contact with, and. Javi went to FIU. FIU was one of the schools that I was interested in going to. And he really put his neck out there for me and actually emailed the dean of the school on my behalf. And I know I've told you thank you before, but bro, like just seeing everything like you've done since then and just seeing like how you've grown, like it it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I always knew the person you you were, you know, and I always knew that you were destined for great things. But I just really wanted to, you know, share that aspect of things because I think it's good for people to be able to see, like, you're not just a person we're bringing on the podcast. Like, you're actually like a good man, you know, like you 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 truly do care about people. And that's something, man, like I, I will never forget because you didn't have to do that you know, but I, I greatly appreciate it. And that's just another testament to, you know, the amazing person that you are. So thank you, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, it was a blast. We know you're in Nashville. You got to get ready for this wedding soon. Um, but <laughs> I think I think everything that you shared was just so precise and accurate. And I think that this episode is going to resonate with a lot of people because there were so many things we talked about that a lot of people don't think about. And I think that this episode is going to get those gears to start turning in their head for them to start thinking like, Oh, wow. Life coaching. Like maybe, maybe, maybe that is something that I need to do or, or, Oh, wow. Like personal development. I never even thought of that. Never even heard of this personal development thing before. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that it's so amazing that we were able to, to, touch on everything we touched on and yeah man it's just it, it was a pleasure bro so thank you no yeah, man uh, thank yeah my apologies. thank you oh yeah I'll, I'll say one last thing if that's okay about yeah, of course about, you know. well number number one uh you know carl i 
Um, I appreciate the kind words and, you know, I'm just happy to be able to help in any way that I can. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. And I think, I think it's just also a testament to, you know, network and having the right people around you. So, um, you know, many times and kind of connecting it back to personal development, uh, so many times in our direct environment, we have people that might not be the best people to be around. It might be a toxic environment, whether it's, you know, coworkers, friends, the, the people around you can have a major effect on, on how you feel on a daily basis. And, you know, at the end of the day, we do have control over our thoughts and our emotions, but if it's constantly people that are, you know, that are bringing you down, um, it can be hard to move forward in life uh, if, you're, if you are listening to those people. Right. So that's another another reason why I think two things. Personal development is super important in the sense that now you can listen to other people if you don't have, you know, that circle of people that are empowering you and motivating you and inspiring you. Uh, but also the power of networking. Once you reach out to people, you know, like Carl and Paul and myself, who just think a little bit different and who are really uh, shooting to become the best versions of themselves, then uh, you, you hang around those types of people more often. And you'll start to notice change in your life as well. So, um, so I think I think you know making sure that if you don't have that direct uh, circle of people who uh, are a positive influence in your life, don't use that as an excuse. Uh, use that as a reason to look outward. Uh, mm -hmm. And and if you're listening to this mm -hmm. podcast, you already started that process. So so good for you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, lastly, man, because uh, you're not gonna let you come and do all this teaching and not have people find you. So where, where can sir. people find you, sir? Where can people find you? Yeah. So, uh, you can find me on Facebook, you know, just, uh, friend request me at Javier a Carlin. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Javier Carlin, uh, coming out with a podcast. It's called the life coaching Academy for healthcare professionals podcast. Uh, so I, yeah, so that's coming out soon. And I also nice. have the, the Facebook group life coaching Academy for healthcare professionals. So if you're interested in finding out more about that. Um, I also, uh, you know, in order to, to become a great coach, you have to be able to be coachable. So a lot of life coaching starts with yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's a lot of the principles that I teach as well. So that's where you can find me. Man, everything you say just inspires me, bro. Just going to leave that there. All right, for our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this oof, this was a fire one. I'm not, yes, I'm not it was. It wasn't. Like, this was a fire one. I did not expect to get all that heat. Um, but thank you so much, brother, for coming on. Really appreciate it. The listeners appreciate it, too. And uh, somebody definitely has been coached today, besides just Carl and myself. Man. So for the listeners, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace, Peace out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. This episode was brought to you by The Accepted System. The Accepted System is a program that helps pre-physical therapy students get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. This episode was also brought to you by PhysioMemes. PhysioMemes helps PT businesses to increase their referrals through word of mouth marketing by growing their brand with an online store. PhysioMemes. This episode was also brought to you by the Acceptance Navigator series. Most pre-PT students go on to spend hundreds of dollars applying to multiple DPT programs, with the majority of them having less than 40% confidence that they will actually get accepted that cycle. You have been taught that regardless of all the work you put into applying, you really don't have much control over your acceptance into PT school. The truth is, you actually do. Let the Acceptance Navigator series show you how. You can find them at www.acceptancenavigator.com. When you go on there, make sure to let them know that Paul and Carl sent you over to jumpstart your acceptance into physical therapy school. Thank you for listening and keep tuning in.